0: Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. That's what this podcast does at long last. I'm TK. Been a while, Holly.
1: How we doing, man? I'm doing well, but not as good as you. Big congratulations and life changes for you, which is a big reason why we haven't 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 had a show the last couple of weeks. But but I don't know if you wanna I'll let you allow you share the news, TK. Yeah,
0: yeah. So a very, very happy time in the family now. I, my, my wife and I welcomed our first child, a baby girl, into the world on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, time leading up to that was really just enjoying uh, the two of us as long as we could, and then now, uh, you know, of course, we we have this small, small human being that is just we're obsessed with her and she i mean you could just look at her face for 24 hours a day and uh not get bored but yeah i mean it it's great it, it's tiring but it's it's awesome
1: and obviously you're going to raise her right as as a Ravens fan even though even though her first taste of Ravens football was not quite what we, we might have wanted it to be
0: Yeah, it wasn't. So, so interestingly, I had uh, the in-laws over this weekend to meet, um, meet the baby and one o'clock comes around and the Ravens game doesn't start. And, you know, I start to start to panic a little bit. I was like, what's going on here? I thought it was a a NFL direct ticket, a a Sunday direct ticket deal. What what is it called? Sunday ticket. Yeah. Sunday Sunday ticket by DirecTV. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a problem with that. I was like searching Twitter, like what's going on? Like, why are they showing me the Titans and Bengals? And then, you know, of course, you know, they they show the crazy rain that was going on in Jacksonville. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so that that 25 minute delay gave me a chance to uh to get my baby back in my hands. And, you know, she was awake and in my arms for kickoff, and that first completion from uh from Lamar to to Mandrews. For first down, and I was like, "Oh man, she's she's it! Like this is uh this is our good luck charm. She's gonna take us all the way." And then uh, she fell asleep, and the Ravens fell apart. So yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of correlation there. She I think. she she shit in
1: a diaper, and the Ravens shit the bed, right?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Definitely, you know, Ravens have a tough loss uh, against the the Jaguars. Kind of, you know, we we haven't spoken since. Uh, the bye, I don't think. We didn't talk about no. the Saints, the Panthers, yeah. nor the Jags. So kind of a lot of football to cover. The Saints, you know, I was thrilled with that win because that seemed to me like the the most complete four quarters that the Ravens have played all year is what, is what it felt like to me. There was one play in there that Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark uh, kind of, I don't know, stopped paying attention kind of thing down the sideline for a touchdown. But other than that, I mean, both sides of the ball were awesome that game. And then you come into the Panthers, scored you know thirteen points. And you know, we both really like a lot of the young defenders on the Panthers, but I'm not sure that that there shouldn't have been more points there. And then, of course, a really disappointing collapse against the Jags. Um, the state of the Ravens is is a little strange right now, and I guess that's what we kind of wanted to go through in this podcast, it's going to be a little bit shorter is, is, you know, instead of going game by game, you know, we've, we've missed too much by now, but it's kind of a weird situation because again, the Ravens lead by two scores against the Jags and find a way to, to blow it. And, you know, where, where do you hang your hat? Do you hang your hat? I was like, yeah, this is the team that has gone up by two scores on every team they've played. Yeah, Or is it the team that has given up multiple score leads late, to lose four times,
1: I think in some respects, as much as you can point to this game as being much the same on defense, and look i, I am not one to stand up and and try to defend Mike McDonald, but the game's a lot different if Gus Edwards doesn't fumble,, wow, yeah, touchdown, so it's hard for me to totally put this game on the defense when the offense really put them in a terrible place now they still could have held on at that point that doesn't necessarily that that you know I, you can you can try to put lipstick and a pig all you want we still lost the game um it sucked i have i guess my point is i i still have a lot more issues with the offense at this point and feel like the defense is still on the upswing. Especially considering the, the the injuries on the back end of the defense. So I will allow some of the some of the mistakes that happened at the end of the game. I will allow because of that. Um. I still think you still saw the impact Roquan Smith can have. I mean, he had one; he chased Lawrence out out of out of bounds, and the the amount of distance he covered.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, to get
1: to the quarterback was unbelievable. And I was watching Lawrence the whole time, and I'm just watching this flash mm-hmm. come towards, and the fact that he was able to that was just awesome. I mean, I I just again I he's he is a priority for me.
0: Um, to yeah, we we really haven't had a guy that moves like him in a while, right? I mean, no. It, it's really impressive to see him play. And, and, and again, the, the him and the, the Patrick Queen combination has been so yeah. good. Um, so that's been really nice that they've you know, complimented feel, each other.
1: And, two, you feel like you, we were going to get Marcus Williams back. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see about Hamilton at this point, but we'll at least probably get – Marcus Williams back. So that's going to add to the back end. So I feel like there still are positives coming for the defense. There's still a defense that, in my opinion, hasn't played its best game yet. So if we revert for a game a little bit when it was partly the offense's fault too, I'm not going to freak out about that. That said, on the other side of the ball, I have a lot of problems, man. Um, first and foremost is Greg Roman, but secondarily at, at, at some point we need to acknowledge that Lamar is, is becoming somewhat of a problem and I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's lack of talent around him. I don't know if the pressure of a contract, but I'll tell you this, if he holds to the demands he currently has for his contract, he's not coming back to Baltimore and I'm okay with that.
0: Oh, man, I'm not okay with that. I hope he stays forever. The So, against the and Panthers... He will,
1: don't get me wrong, I don't want to see him go. Yeah. But I, I'm not ready to spend that kind of money on what Lamar brings us if it's just going to be what we're getting now.
0: Yeah, I mean, against the Panthers, I thought he still threw the ball really well. You know, despite 13 points, you know, I thought he threw the ball really well. I think... He was really let down in this Jaguars game a couple times. Yes, um, you know, I'll, in which, I'll like, his, you know, his numbers would look a lot better. The one that kind of uh, really confused me was the drop touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson, who, by the way, has been awesome uh, as of late. But the but the drop touchdown pass against the, the Jaguars in the back of the end zone. I like I couldn't figure it out. Like, I don't I don't know why he dove. I don't think I didn't think he had to, but um that was really weird. You know, Andrews has the drop. Oliver has the ball go off his fingertips. You know maybe that was a miss, but I think that that linebacker was kind of sitting underneath a little bit, so that was a tough throw.
1: I, it just uh. I mean, look, i, I I'm not I, trying to be a Lamar hater, but you're giving him that contract? You're I mean it just, it just has,
0: me? it's never it's never made sense that number. And the Browns really messed up everything. Um, so, and then, you know, you could say they may they may have done it on purpose to put the Ravens in this bind. But, you know, I, I don't know.
1: That's a lot of Schadenfreude, right?
0: Yeah.
1: That's a um, lot of money to spend for some Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, or however you say it.
0: But still. However you say it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It, in general, I, I guess it's possible. It is a lot of money to spend. They put the Ravens in a tough spot for sure. Um, I do, you know, some throws like that—that that throw to Deshaun Jackson uh, late in the game was unbelievable. So there are flashes of, of that 2019 well you know, level of
1: play. This, and not to not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but I have to for a second. I will. I will say this, Lamar Jackson likely could be a better quarterback if he actually was able to get to the line of scrimmage with any amount of time to dissect the defense
0: yeah and and I guess that's where the the problem actually lies um for for me at least is there's it's just i don't know how for what is this roman's fourth year i guess it it's been a it's been a problem for his entire coaching career in the NFL, right? I mean, yeah. getting late to the line, it goes back to, ads, goes back to
1: 49ers, it goes back to Buffalo, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so like, um, you, you know, defenses know that the Ravens are going to snap the ball on, on one, uh, with one on the play clock, right? There's no element, even if surprise of when you're going to snap the ball, that's fine. There are so many mistakes made pre-snap, you know, it is unbelievable. And, and there is a correlation of um, you know, pre-snap motion to more successful plays, which I get and I really like that Roman uses a lot of motion. But for whatever reason, it's just so complicated that the players can't get it right. They get illegal shift, They get illegal formation. You know, they, they don't have time to fix it when they get to the line. just Because how many times do you see, like, receivers, like, wave wave somebody back, you know, take a step back yeah. and things like that? When are they supposed to do that? When they, when they get to the line of scrimmage with four seconds left? You know, how, what is Lamar supposed to look at? You know, you're, you're pretty much just running the play and, and you're, you're really not able to prepare in any way. So I, I guess that's where, where
1: my problem I mean, lies. I, and, and I, I get the, I get what you're saying about like how, I'm sure the numbers show that, you know, the pre-snap movement is better for whatever it, yeah, I guess in theory, but in practice, We're watching how, you know, we have this movement almost almost every play where there's someone running in front of Lamar that almost gets hit by the snap every single play. And it's like, okay hey, guys, guess when we're going to snap when the player runs right up to the center? That's when the ball's coming out. I it it just look, there's smarter people than me out there that watch football. And can probably explain it to me. None of that makes sense at this point. None of it. I get it as a wrinkle occasionally or something like that. We do it almost every freaking play.
0: Yeah, and, and how many times do you see like uh like you said, almost like Duvernay coming across and like having to stop to before, dodge like, kinda it. Yeah, you know, dodge or whatever oh it. God. It's Like yeah, and, and is that on the players? Maybe. If if they if they just can't get it right, maybe it's on them. But it it that and then, uh, I think one of the things that people got really really mad about was that Pat Ricard screen, right? Like the mm-hmm. the third down screen, just like, oh come on, dude! Like you know, it, it just you know some some really
1: uninspired
0: calls. Yeah, uh, I I, and, and look,
1: I'm all right with feeding Project Pat occasionally, but come on, man. Like there's, there's a time and a place, you know, especially when like we come out of timeouts and we're in the red zone. And then we have like the worst play possible that ends up being in a penalty or something. And it's like,
0: what? what? Yeah. Yeah. The, my other complaint has been the red zone offense. And I guess it, it was, it just let, let the Ravens down so badly on, on Sunday against the Panthers. When you kick three field goals from less than 30 yards, um, that's ridiculous. not good. That's not. Good. I, I don't care who you're playing, and, and this kind of goes into my, my my broader point overall. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You can't kick that many field goals from in the red zone, and no. you know, and, and not put the game away. Like you have yeah. to put the even, game away.
1: Even the two thousand Ravens had right. issues because they could only kick field goals, and they had the best defense of all time. We right. did not this year have the best defense of all time.
0: Right. So I don't care if it's if it's the Jags. I mean, they have talented guys and I think they've shown that pretty much all year. They just happen to not win. And when you let a team with talented guys hang in there, you know, they're gonna make plays and they did. So I guess especially when they have
1: mascots that have six jabs quite like like their mascot does.
0: Yeah, dude. That was kind of weird.
1: That was uh,
0: is that there every week? Now? I don't
1: I I don't know. It I mean it wouldn't shock me if it was only because of the pool and all that, but
0: I was I was thinking like maybe this poor guy got soaked in all that rain and like the well, suit maybe. was like unusable.
1: That's possible.
0: That was that, the only thing I could think of. That's actually
1: not a terrible thought actually. Right? Yeah,
0: and yeah, and watch, watching that with my in-laws was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, they were not they were not happy with that, but <laughs> It's okay. So I guess my, my broader point is, you know, Ravens going into the bye. there. The thing was, you know, we're in first place and we have, what was it? The easiest strength of schedule left or like nobody above 500 or something like that. In which the Ravens only had quote unquote, bad teams left on the schedule. I think, I think what has happened here. Is that the Ravens can be really good, but they can also be really bad. So I don't really take any stock into saying that we're playing a bad team this week. We play the Ra- level
1: of our opponent.
0: Yeah, because and- the Ravens could the Ravens could be bad too. Like, they've yeah. been bad at times this year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't really buy into that. And if and if you're gonna use that to kind of, you know, get into the playoffs and things like that, I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. But guess what's not in the playoffs? Bad teams. Yeah. So, so is it really? I mean, yeah. Is it really something that we should be looking forward to? I mean, look, we, this upcoming week, uh, December fourth, the Denver Broncos come to town. Russell Wilson has been putrid. Would you be that surprised if he goes like two hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns, and and they and the Broncos really hang in there? I don't think I would be uh, that surprised.
1: I don't know if if I see them. I I see it more like.
0: I mean, their defense
1: is nasty. Russell Russell Wilson and Lamar both have, like, around 200 yards, a couple picks each. You know what I mean? Like, they both just have middling games. That's what I see. So, it's not necessarily Russell Wilson beats us. It's the fact that we couldn't get the offense going again. I'm not trying to blame Mm -hmm. it on Lamar. Just the offense in total. So, his numbers look crappy. And then, you know, and that's how we lose because we never put them away.
0: So I, I guess what I'm trying to say overall is that we cannot rely on there being bad teams, uh, you know, left on our schedule, because quite frankly, we have four division games left and two of them are against the Steelers. And, you know, wh- what's, the, what's the old adage they always say, like, throw out the record books when, you know, when when these two play. So when you play the Steelers, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. When you play the Bengals, you know, we're at Cincinnati, you know, well, okay, that's going to be a tough one. The Browns, they're going to have Deshaun Watson back, who knows what his deal is going to be. And then the the Falcons have been kind of feisty this year too, you know. They they've shown some so shown some uh high-level play in, in some games. So I like yeah, maybe bad teams are like maybe they're better than we think. And, and maybe that's a good thing for the Ravens if they're going to get to the playoffs to play some some good teams because they're going to have to play well to beat good teams. And once you get to the playoffs, there is no, you know, yeah. Panthers with Baker Mayfield starting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say this. There are they winnable games. Yes. But they're also losable games. So I don't know that they are as quote unquote easy as we necessarily wanted them to be, as you're saying, you know, when we were first looking at the schedule. Like like you just said, they probably it, it very well could be a good thing, because as I was talking about before with the defense, we've got, you know, a Jabo coming back. You know, Bowser's mm-hmm. obviously been playing really well, but he's still probably working his way back. Marcus Williams is coming back, blah, blah, blah. So we've got we've got this defense that it, it seems to be somewhat coming together, at least despite last week's hiccup. And. You know, you can see that continuing to grow. So you want to have this competition that, yeah, maybe maybe they'll be, quote unquote, dominating if they dominate worse competition. But maybe we need that for a moment to get, you know, to, to get that hot streak started, you know, to get these guys realizing, OK, yeah, this is what can happen when we play together well. Um, so that's what you got to hope will start to happen. I, I really do not, don't know what to think about the offense at this point. Mo- mainly because I have almost zero confidence that Greg Roman is going to be able to adjust what the league has obviously caught up to at this point. Um, I, I don't think there's anything to say other than that.
0: There's some good defenses still left on the schedule. I mean, the Broncos can play defense. I mean, the Steelers obviously give us problems. The Browns. I mean, there are some good defenses left, and it's going to be a challenge. And these, those are games that the Ravens are going to have to win because with the loss, now they're they're in a tie for first place, and and still in first place, thankfully, because the Bengals have a what is it, a one and three division record. But you know, it's it's it, these are games like now they no longer control their own destiny because they gave up another. Two possession lead, and I don't know, man. Like, I don't think like real contenders do that four times in one year. And what what are we in now? Week twelve. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I I would I would love to see them pull together versus the Broncos, and I think that's their best opportunity. You know, one o'clock game at home. You know, west Western team playing playing one o'clock on the East Coast. I think it's their their best opportunity to, to like you said, that tune-up game, you know, that all these like like Alabama plays, you know, a, a high school team or something. You know, hopefully that's what this Broncos game can be for the Ravens is that tune-up game where, you know, you get that pass rush going again. You get um, you know, some receivers on the same page and you know, it, it's it's really confusing to be a Ravens fan right now. There's a lot of anger uh, at the team for for the, the way that they lost and the way that ha- they have lost each time this year. But then there's also a lot of good stuff. And it was like, wow, we scored, you know, despite kicking that many field goals, we put up 27 points, we put ourselves in a position to win, we just didn't do it. So I, I'm in that weird
1: limbo. It's like, I don't really know how I feel right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like part of me wants to be all positive, And obviously part of me wants to be fairly negative. Um, it, it is a very strange time. You know, I, I, I want to love Lamar Jackson for all time, but you know, he very well could be, you know, an Oakland Raider next year. Um, or I'm excuse, excuse me, Las Vegas Raider. I can't believe I said Oakland Raider. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. And we've got, we've got Greg Roman, maybe, maybe going to Stanford. Um, I mean, I guess we want that, but I mean, you always, the grass isn't always greener either. Um, as much as I have sat here and bashed Greg Roman, he's also not the worst.
0: Could, um, could get a lot worse.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the Matt Cavanaugh is of the world. Um, you know, granted he won a Super Bowl, but, um, you know, I, we, we've had worse. So I, I don't know, man, but we've got to be able to find something at some point.
0: Yeah. It would be really interesting to see if, if Greg Roman were to go. And I think it's a really interesting fit for him because, you know, he was there with Jim Harbaugh, you know, they, they were very successful when, when, uh, I mean, they were crazy offensively uh when when he was there uh so i could see him being interested at least some kind of head coaching gig power five west coast and you know they get all the recruits out there because you know i guess now that usc's back up you know it gets a little tougher but um i don't know how he would recruit exactly but i think any kind of head coaching experience he may be interested in because he's been Yeah, he's been a coordinator for so long, kind of that same deal as, as Wink Martindale who got, who got interested in, in some head coaching jobs. So, you know, maybe it works out that way. Maybe it doesn't, you know, if it does and the Ravens were trying to move on from him anyway, then that's the cleanest possible way for it to go.
1: That would be excellent for that to happen. You know, much like, um, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the defensive coordinator that went to Michigan, um, you know, uh, Oh God, he was buddies with Harbaugh. You know who I'm
0: talking P's? about. Was oh, not not Dean Um
1: It was the guy. It was our first uh, defensive coordinator under Harbaugh. Harbaugh
0: was, it was Madison.
1: First guy after Madison. That's who it was. It was after. Yeah. him. But uh, but anyway, yeah, he was so boring. Madison. Yeah, great. Yeah. man. that sucked. So I mean, you know, I it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes. I mean, I. You'd love to see us, obviously, keep Lamar, get a new offensive coordinator, change things up. I, you would imagine Lamar would be for it, right? I mean, based off some of the frustrations that have seemingly eked out this year. Um, not that he hates Greg Roman or anything like that, but I'm sure he'd be open-minded to a new philosophy. Um, I. But what do you... What do you do at that point? I mean, we also, I mean, at that point, do we completely revamp the offense? I mean, not, and I'm not talking about playbook wise. Obviously, that would happen, but I mean, the basically the whole offense is different,
0: you know. In a yeah, th- that I, that starts to get really interesting with your roster construction because you go with all these tight ends, yeah, because of what you do. Uh, You go with them because of whatever market efficiency you have, not having to pay wide receivers, uh, you know, top dollar. But, again, like, now, how many tight ends are on this roster that—
1: We've got five legitimate tight ends at this point, man. Five! That's crazy. Yeah. And you just drafted two of them. Andrews, Likely, Kolar, Boyle, and Oliver. Right.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and then that's, and then you know you could uh, some some would even throw pat ricard in that too so yeah
1: and, and you know, really, five and a half you should look at him because in any other offense he probably is an h-back
0: yeah even, yeah that, you know, that It's interesting gonna be more of that role right and then you know i i really think the offensive line has been really nice uh so far this year and and they've kind of been the one constant despite some shuffling going on in there. I, and I feel like I haven't really had any issues. You know, there's been some pressures and things like that. Yeah, of course. But like on a, on a game to game basis,
1: they've been, they've been okay. I, and I yeah. only say that because there've been games where I feel like our running game hasn't been able yeah, to Yeah. They had a tough time. In anything Panthers going. Game. So it, as far as their general pass blocking, I would say, yes, Generally, Lamar, it's not like Lamar is getting pummeled out there or anything like that. Um, But, you know, just the running game hasn't been able to get anything going. And yet again, I, I think the getting to the line so late every single time has to take its toll on everything, whether guys are set up right, what they're prepared to do, all of that. And you gotta wonder if that's also part of the problem when we don't have, you know, a, a running game set to go, um, or that that's catching fire every week because we're just we're just rushing. Everything's being rushed.
0: Yeah, and and like I was saying, it just the defense knows when you're gonna snap the ball because you have to snap the ball before it yeah. it's zero, right? So like the offense is zero supposed deception. to move first. The offense is supposed to move first, and that's the advantage, right? But then when the defense knows when you're going to snap it, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like this. How
1: much movement is there if the defense knows, like, 9 out of 10, the play you're probably mm-hmm. running, plus when you're going to run it, you're not setting yourself up for failure, or for success, rather. I don't care how much movement you have pre-snap.
0: Right, and I would love to for them to like spread it out a little bit more. Do you remember um, when? When was it? Maybe it was that when? Which year was it when the Ravens beat the Titans in the in the playoffs? I, I mean, who is? I mean, when? I mean, which? What era? Th- no, no, like the, this most recent time, like in Tennessee. Um, so, guess, do you remember? Well, it was uh,
1: what two years ago, right?
0: Yeah, do you remember, like, the games leading up to that? They got really spread out, and they ran those those Dobbins and Duvernay jet yes. sweeps. Yes, Like, yeah, let's, let's spread it out. Like, everything is so bunched. Oh. Everything is so tight. Absolutely. Like, just, just open it up a little bit, where's,
1: man. Like, where's the stuff with Duvernay that worked so well before? yeah like like, like like they were even
0: talking
1: no about manufactured him in the game. judges like he's a mini uh what's the dude in uh in san francisco i'm I'm not debo kidding. debo thank you. they were calling him a mini debo Samuel, and it's like, thank you that's like what we've been talking about this whole time you know and and how we need to use him that way and we they talked about it the one time that we decided to do it and do that it it's 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 maddening, stuff like that. You know, we have wrinkles yeah. in this offense that appear to work, and we abandon them so quickly.
0: I, yeah, he's got five touches on, on the day against Jacksonville. And, I mean, he is, he is at this point probably the most dangerous offensive player other he's than like, Lamar, right? I mean, and Andrews, of course, but, like, yeah. as wide
1: receiver goes. And for wide receivers and running backs, he is by far the most dangerous weapon
0: so, on the field. five five touches, you know, when he's averaging 8 yards a carry and 7.7 yards a catch.
1: It's it's ridiculous. I mean, we should be going like Excuse me, but having having game having plays where we like have no no running backs on the field except for Ricard, but then we slide DeVerne over to to run it when we need him to. You know, I mean, where's that? You know, where is the Yeah. You know, Right. The interesting it's just tight end formations where nobody's in the backfield, but we've still got the three tight ends there. You know, um, it, it's it, there's it's, it's not interesting or a wrinkle if you do the same thing every play.
0: Right. It just doesn't seem to have the creativity, um, you know, and, and you kind of see it sometimes, but it doesn't have the pointed. like yeah. we're getting this guy the ball because he is yeah. awesome. Except Mark uh, Andrews occasionally. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. So I don't know. I mean at this point, you know, the Ravens are still seven and four. And they're still a good team. They still have an opportunity to make some noise. You know, if they can if they can over these last few weeks put together a few games in which they play four quarters, um on on both sides of the ball, I will feel a lot better if if they can do that against Denver. I'll feel a lot better, but I we just haven't seen it enough. We haven't seen it consistently for you know in in for this team to make actual noise. You know, I, I just I just don't get that feeling from this team if they can't show that they can consistently put together four quarters.
1: Yeah. It's it's getting late at this point in the season. It's not getting late early, but it, it it's getting late. They need to. It's time to make your move. Yeah, yeah, your- and
0: and this game this game against Denver, I think, is the opportunity because they get the challenge of a good defense, and they can they can have their defense go up against uh, a struggling Russell Wilson, and and maybe that's you know maybe that's that combination that that really kicks things into gear. So you know who knows. Who knows? I think there are more likely than I mean. At this point, do you see an in-season change at at offensive coordinator?
1: No, or, I don't. Yeah. I would be shocked by that. I mean, we've seen crazier things. I I don't think anyone thought Cam was going to get fired when he got fired. Um. So so, but that led us to a Super Bowl that year. So I mean, who who knows? But um, I think I think. That – I was about to say position, but, I mean, I guess that job will definitely have a reckoning at the end of the season in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think McDonald's definitely safe. I, I think that I'm he's big shown big. enough on, on that side of the ball. That, you know, I, I, I don't think his job is in question. I think on the offensive side, maybe you use it as a way to convince Lamar to stay. He was like, hey, we're going to get somebody new in here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's a bargaining chip. Um, you know, like you don't have to get to the line of scrimmage with three seconds left every time. You don't have to scream at your center for not <laughs> snapping yeah. the ball in time. Um, yeah, you never know. I I I do agree with you though. I think
1: either way, whatever happens, you know, there is going to be a change uh, uh, at that. And and at this point, we've got to find Gary Kubiak, and he's got to stay more than one year. Like it it, it yeah. That's that still hurts so bad that we only had him for one year.
0: I know. Hey, he was so good. That offense was was humming. I mean, um, he
1: had Joe Flacco like we'd never really seen Joe Flacco before. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, is that is that when we had Owen Daniels? Yes.
0: Yeah, and he knew that he knew that offense so well.
1: I think he left and went to Denver, didn't he? Yeah. Left after I think he followed them them back
0: to Cause he, he had played with Kubiak I think in yeah, Houston in Houston yeah and then he followed right along um yeah it, we just gotta like find that I mean is it a guy
1: like Frank Reich is it somebody like that I mean I, I you know I he intrigues me definitely um and does he have a relationship with Harbaugh I don't think they crossed cross paths at the Eagles together but maybe they did
0: I don't know his his career well enough, but yeah, you know, I don't bring, think so, bringing
1: a bringing a Maryland guy back would never would never be well, yeah, a
0: bad idea.
1: But certainly, um, I mean, I'd that. I was actually a Frank Reich fan back in the day when he was with the Bills. I was for whatever reason I loved when he led that comeback, and always felt like he should have had his chance to start. And then he got traded to Carolina or I guess picked by Carolina in the expansion draft, and all that. But anyway.
0: Man, a little biography on Frank Reich. Yeah, on Frank well, Reich I, this Frank randomly.
1: randomly. <laughs> I, I might have stalked him in earlier parts of my my life, I guess. randomly. Well,
0: yeah, that's okay. So I, I don't know. I, it, how do we how do we want to finish here? I think we've been we've been a little wishy washy. And if we're if we're feeling good or if we're feeling bad,
1: I don't know, man. I think we're in a wishy washy point of the season you know we're worried that the state of the Ravens is pretty wishy-washy and the state of our podcast right now is pretty wishy-washy. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. I um yeah, we'll see. I mean so goes they, the
1: Ravens, so go us, I guess, huh?
0: Well, yeah, that's true. I I like I can't shake the fact that like this is not a good team. I just
1: yeah, I know.
0: I, like you have Lamar Jackson, like you can beat anybody if you have Lamar Jackson you have this defense with all these really good players and like you said they're coming back you know Marcus Williams I think changes a ton on the back end as as good as Gino Stone has been um I think Marcus Williams is just more dynamic I and mean, he he forces more turnovers um I think he's he'll be a game changer who knows what a Jabo is uh right now I think he's seemingly a healthy scratch these past couple of weeks I think they just have like a lot of really good other Outside
1: linebackers right now. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think he got he just got healthy at the wrong time because everybody else is now and ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. So
0: we'll see we'll see when he's able to make his debut. Same deal with Kolar. Um, you know, we'll see when he's ready. J.K. Dobbins is coming back. I think he practiced today. Kyle Hamilton was limited today. Ronnie Stanley was limited today. So, you know, maybe it's one of those things where you kinda just sit there until everybody gets healthy and then you kind of kick things into gear and who knows it's, it's tough to tell, but you know, my message to I, our listeners would be don't rely on the fact that the Ravens have a quote unquote, easy schedule remaining, um, because we have shown, uh, time and time again, an ability to make things very difficult and just enjoy it. I think, uh, you know, perspectives kind of change when you have big changes in your life and, uh, you know, just have fun watching football, man. It's okay. It's all it's good. It's
1: just the game, man. It's just the <laughs> game, guys. Come on.
0: Yeah, just the game.
1: Yeah, dude. I understand. Yep.
0: Well, yep, absolutely. I, I don't think
1: there's anything more we need to say other than that. You, uh, y- you, you ended it well with those words of wisdom. So, with that said, let's go Ravens.